0: beyond the mic with sean Dillon. we're joined on the star line by a former west point cadet who ended up selling peanut butter and chips you might have seen him in chocolate coins punching henry last comic standing and his wildly successful comedy tour highlighted by where the field corn grows his latest stand-up special the salesman is now streaming on youtube we welcome back our friend greg warren hey what's up man absolutely great greg let's return be on the mic last time we talked to you was during the pandemic and your last special how did the time away from the laughter make you appreciate it even more
1: uh a lot man i um i had a ton of free time during that thing amazing amount i did nothing with it <laughs> like <laughs> nothing I, yeah i mean not. i did write some jokes I, d- I felt like I could have learned all this stuff, you know, and I didn't. You know what I've I've never learned uh, poison ivy, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know what it looks. Like. Everybody's always, I'm always amazed by people when we're in nature and like, well, that's poison ivy. Stay away from. It. Like, why would I have no no idea? Like, I've seen pictures of it. I just get out there and I freeze up. You know, poison ivy. No, Greg, that's actually romaine lettuce. Uh, we're uh, we're at the Olive Garden. yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, and they have that little rhyme. Leaves of three, let it be. Oh, thanks for the poem, but uh, it did not help. Like, this thing has the word poison in it. Is that how we're handling poisons now? Rhymes. When it comes to nerve gas, say, I pass. It's like, I've been out there in the forest. You know, those leaves bunch up. I don't know how to count them. Is that nine leaves of three or one leaf of 27? I don't know. You're still itchy, aren't you? Still itchy. Yeah, man, that'll ruin your summer, that right there. It's a a steep price to pay for not knowing how many leaves are supposed to be on a weed.
0: That's what you get for wiping with it. (laughs) In The Salesman, you break down the tough times before you became a comedian selling Procter & Gamble products. Looking back, what's the best and worst memory from those times?
1: Well, I mean, I would say the Simply Jif introduction was pretty a uh, proud moment for me but that was the the first low salt low sugar peanut butter to be uh, entered into the category it was called simply jiff targeted towards diabetics i wanted to name it type 2 peanut goo but uh, <laughs> you know nobody uh, nobody was on board so uh, but that was that was a proud moment fat free pringles was uh, a very is a disappointment it was a, it was a bust olestra that was um, that didn't work out well for, for all of us. Um, so that was a tough one to take. Uh, but Pringles survived. The brand survived. It's thriving. A great brand. Uh, I don't know if you know, the government uh, sort of came after Pringles in the late 60s. Did you know that? No. Why? Yeah, I think maybe early, maybe early 70s. Basically, they said you're made up of corn and soy and wheat and potatoes. You're not 100% potatoes. You can't call yourselves potato chips. You have to call yourselves potato crisps. Wow. And we did. And people were like, yeah, we still like them, you know? And the government was like, you know, they're not made of 100% potatoes. And people were like, yeah, we kind of figured that when they were uniformly stacked on top of each other in the perfect shape of a horse saddle. Like, we got it, guys.
0: (laughs) Are you shocked Procter & Gamble survived after you left?
1: Um, It's a pretty good company. Now, I will say those brands didn't. Those brands all got spun off. They got out of the food beverage business uh, shortly after I left. Wow. Coincidence? I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, no more. I sold uh, Duncan Hines, Crisco, Hawaiian Punch. Uh, You know, I think, uh, well, Smuckers owns Jif now. And this is pretty huge. Mark Smucker, the CEO of uh, Smuckers, watched the special last weekend and enjoyed it. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Greg, as you put together the special, what's the story or joke you told? And after a second thought, I'm out.
1: There was one chunk of material that was all about like um, college mascots and cho- college cheers, and it really did well. It like it really did well, but it didn't fit. It just felt like sort of a separate thing from the rest of the special. And my director and uh, producing partner Nate Bargassi, who's a really really great comedian and successful comedian, Nate suggested that maybe we we take that out and just use that as like sort of a bonus content or something. I was reluctant because it's like, man, it kills, it kills. And then I watched it without it, and I was like, he's exactly right.
0: Greg, how has what made you laugh changed from when you were younger to today?
1: Well, I think it's, as a comedian, for better or worse, like you just are exposed to so many premises. So what really makes me kind of laugh I don't know what makes me laugh. It's hard, but to, what I really like from a comedian is when I'm like, oh, I, I never heard anybody talk about that before, mm. you know? That, that to me is like, I'm almost laughing before I get to the punchline. I'm I'm laughing at the premise. I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I never heard anybody talk about that. This is so great.
0: Greg Warren, comedian, joins us beyond the mic for the Rocky Nate. Greg, you know it. It's eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure.
1: Okay. Feel pressure.
0: From the Greg Warren Company, CB Slang Dictionary, what's your favorite CB Slang phrase from the 1970s?
1: Uh, fluff stuff is snow.
0: Have you ever finished a New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle?
1: Yes, several.
0: And while we're talking about this, what happened to your One Down podcast?
1: Um, well, our seven listeners loved it. Yes. But, uh... (laughs)
0: We must share the same listeners. Favorite snack other than popcorn at the movies? Junior Mints. Now, do you buy them or do you sneak them in?
1: Buy them, man. Buy them. I'm not a, I'm not a chiseler. You know, I'll pay whatever. Just because, you know, it's like I want people to buy comedy tickets.
0: Are you an XFL fan or not? Uh,
1: I'm thrilled that they exist, and I'm thrilled that they have a team in St. Louis. I haven't done my job as far as following them, though.
0: No. Greg, what scares you other than Procter & Gamble expense reports? Snakes. Why? I mean, they're terrifying, man. Really? I avoid snakes. All right,
1: I'll give you a couple of things. Did you know when you cut a snake's head off, it can still bite you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can bite you when they... A a severed snake head can bite you. I think it's the same for a clown head, but I'm not sure.
0: Leave my ex-wife out of this. (laughs) You were an all-American wrestler at Missouri. What cartoon character would describe your wrestling skills today?
1: Um... Wiley Coyote.
0: Interesting choice. Why?
1: Well, he made some poor decisions. And uh, I made some poor Matt decisions as I look back. I think I could have been better.
0: What is your perfect pairing with coffee?
1: I don't drink coffee. Tea, man. Tea. Every morning. Best part
0: of my day. So what kind of tea do you like?
1: Well, uh, Starbucks has an Emperor's Cloud tea that's awful good. Uh, uh, There's a, a Himalayan mist tea at this coffee shop in St. Louis that I get. And then every now and then like a good just uh, English breakfast tea. Uh, Earl Grey tea, don't care for it. Earl Grey iced tea, it'll go in the garbage after one sip. And I did that three days ago. Yeah, I asked for a black iced tea and they gave me Earl Grey iced tea. And it went right in the garbage.
0: Only time I go to Starbucks is when I'm about to get sick and then I go in for a medicine ball.
1: I gotcha. Yeah. It's a medical thing. Exactly.
0: It's medicinal. Yeah. What's your favorite story from your parents?
1: They had a landlord and they were broke when they had me and the land they couldn't pay the rent and they gave this the landlord liked this chair that they had. And I'm looking at it right now, it's in my place. But they liked this chair. And so he took the chair from them, and then like thirty or forty years later, the landlord somehow found them in a different town and was like, I've always felt guilty about that. And he gave him the chair back. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. Comedian Greg Warren joins us for the back half Beyond the Mic. What goes into a special, and how in-depth do you get with it? And how did working with Nate Bargazzi made it easy? Well, Nate,
1: Nate was really kind of hands-off uh, as far as like what material I should do. He was really helpful with, uh, here's what you should wear, here's what uh, I want the, the set design to look like, and the lighting, because I have no perspective on any of that stuff. So he was great with that. And then, you know, he, he had about three notes uh, with the edit and uh, they were all great. They were, you know, and I, I kind of was like, hey, man, uh, Nate knows what he's talking about. So I just took them sight unseen and they were all really, really helpful. One of the things that he suggested really at the end was, you know, we sort of started the special traditionally, like you'd see a lot of stand specials where it's like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Greg Warren, you see me, w- you know, walk up and you hear some music. And then, you know, you see me shake hands and the crowd goes, you know, crazy. And then I say, thank you. And then I start like really late in the editing process. Nate was like, you know what, man, I really like the first joke. Let's just flash up a title card and then go right to that joke. And I was like, I don't know, buddy. And then it's perfect. It's exactly how I want it. It was such a great idea. Is it
0: good to do what people don't expect you to do?
1: Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, you know, it's funny. I think um, there's people that, like, set out to do that. And I think they're, you can tell they're just trying desperately to to stand out. Or there's, there's people that, like, just, you know, organically have a different perspective. And those are the most interesting people to me.
0: Growing up, who are the comedians you looked up to and made you laugh?
1: Well, Eddie Murphy was the first one. And uh, Bob Newhart was a guy that I really, really liked. Um, and then once I started, you know, being around comedy, uh, there were some, Daryl Hammond was a guy that I saw early on when I really liked. Uh, and then, you know, I, I got to work with Mitch Hedberg a few times who was genius. Uh, I got to work with Dave Attell a couple times. who's another genius uh, a guy named Ron Morey and, Billy Gardell and Mark gross and Joe Zimmerman and, uh, Gary Goldman. And, the, you know, the, 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 the list of comedians I admire could go on forever, but those, those are a few Nate is, if you watch Nate's last special, it's, it's as good of a piece of comedy as you'll ever see. Um, and Nate, you know, he, he produced three specials. One of them came before me, Mike Beckyone. It's really, really great stuff. It's, uh, just packed with jokes and it's really funny and original. And then Joe Zimmerman, who I, I mentioned just a minute ago, but like Joe is going to be the third installment probably in a couple of months. And Joe is man. He's funny. He is really, really funny.
0: How has comedians changed the way you see your own comedy?
1: I think it's, you know, cause I've been exposed to so much comedy in the last 30 years or whatever. I think it's probably more, more, gradual. And I don't think about it that much. It's just part of my life As you're going to see other comics and I'm sure through osmosis, it, uh, it creeps in and you're, you you know, you, it starts to help you form like what you think a good joke is, or, you know, maybe you learn technique a little bit, um, or maybe you just appreciate it. Um, but, uh, it's hard to really think about cause I'm so close to it and it's sort of pervasive. You know, it's just part of my life is that I'm going to see comedy every week.
0: Was there a comedian you didn't get in the beginning, but the more you saw them, the more you appreciated it of them,
1: man, that's a good question. I, not, not necessarily that I think like there's like Lenny Bruce. I don't, I didn't really quite understand it just cause it's so much lingo from back then. And I, you know, I haven't given, I should probably go back and give it a, a, a second chance and listen in because obviously there's something really special about him. Um, but I, I, I didn't quite understand everything he was doing.
0: Who are the comedians today that are the future of this business? I mean, who pushes you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if
1: anybody pushes me. I don't, I, I cause I think that's gotta come from within. I, I, and I think some people are pushed by other comedians. I don't really, I'm not really competitive with other comedians, but you know, Nate is a superstar. Nate does push me in a way that like the volume of material that he writes, like he had a special come out and he's already got another out and I'm like, all right, I don't. So <laughs> I need to get to it. So yeah, the, you know, actually Nate does push me on. I think we did a, a show in Nashville uh, a, a couple months ago where it's like new material night and Nate had a lot and I had a little and I was like, okay, it's time to get to work. Uh, Mike Vecchione is similar. Um, I think, uh, this guy Joe Zimmerman is uh, so unique and so funny. I sat down with him every now and then. We'll do a thing called Joke Machine. where we'll, we'll we'll write together a little bit, and uh, it's just some of the premises he has. A great guy named Brendan Ayer is another guy who's really really funny, and he's. I feel like he's just about to break, and I think he's his next project is going to be something really special.
0: You did the one down podcast with him, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah he was. Uh, he was my my co-host on that uh, failed project yeah, it's all his fault
0: Greg how has failure changed you and how has it made you grow you know it's interesting I, I think
1: uh, I mean I think y- you you either quit or you get better you know <laughs> so I, there's some times when I you know was like I uh, thought I would you know sort of pronounce myself out of the business. I was like, well, I failed at that thing. I should have done better there. That opportunity didn't, you know, make me a superstar. So, you know, I must, must be done. And I'd pout for a while or whatever. And then I got back to writing and all kinds of cool things happened. So I've tried to learn, like if something goes bad, you know, take your, take your day to, to be a baby about it and then get going the next day, get going on, on just get the pen to the paper and start thinking about, You know, what's the next thing that's going to be funny?
0: Comedian Greg Warren joins us beyond the mic for one big question. Comedians are being attacked on stage, beers thrown on them. How has your job changed and evolved from just making people laugh to making people laugh without getting attacked, without offending them too much, but offending them a little?
1: It hasn't been very different for me. Some of this stuff is ridiculous. But my friend, one of my really good friends is, is the girl that got a beer can thrown at her and she handles it like a champion, Ariel Elias, it's just despicable that somebody would do that. But I, you know, I don't know. I I just, I haven't had to deal with much of that. I'm lucky. I mean, some people, I got, I got one email on the special, uh, this lady, I do a thing about nurses on there. I'm just making fun of nurse practitioners a little bit. And she reached out and said, uh, Hey, you're despicable. She said, I'm a nurse practitioner. And, uh, I watched her special and I used to be a fan and now I'm not, uh, because you made fun of nurse practitioners and I felt bad, you know? Um, and I wrote her back and said, Hey, you know, I, I don't want to make anybody upset by my comedy. Um, but next time, could you just have a doctor reach out to me? Cause I don't trust nurse practitioners. <laughs>
0: I once got an email that said, your podcast sucked, and I replied, thanks, Mom, tell Dad I love him. (laughs) He hates coffee, but loves tea, describes his wrestling skills as wily Coyote, and is terrified of poison ivy and snakes. You need to watch him in, The Salesman on YouTube. Greg Warren, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Ah, you bet, buddy. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing that,
0: man. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.